God's holy word to him. Amen. This is the year of supernatural revelation. I said to you on the first day of January of this year that this theme of itself indicates that it would be a year for those of you who love God's word. Amen. And we have been feasting on God's word all year long. Amen. God has blessed us and there have been services where there have been shouts and joy and, and a mighty move of God. And then there have been powerful services in which God just spoke <laughs> and his word soaked in like a soft rain. I believe that God is speaking to someone here today with this word. This second series of the year 2016 is called a right now word. First series was 12 messages of Old Testament prophets that was called a prophetic word. This series began the first Sunday in June, 12 messages of the gospel parables that Jesus shared with his disciples. This series is called a right now word. The final series of this year will begin the first Sunday in September, 12 messages from the Psalms. It is called an encouraging word, a prophetic word, a right now word, and an encouraging word. Hear this 11th message in this second series. And the text is found in the gospel that has been written by St. Matthew's chapter 25, verses 1 through verse 13, the New Living Translation. Amen. You may be seated maybe see that we we're going to read this entire text so we want you to hear what God says it is printed for you on the board that is above the boards that are above and also on your morning bulletins this powerful parable the 11th parable in this series the 25th chapter of Matthew is known in biblical scholarship as the judgment chapter it is a chapter in which the Lord shares about judgments and what is to come. It, it follows chapter 24, which is the last days of the Olivet Discourse, and we would deal with that on Tuesday night. But hear what Jesus says to his disciples, beginning in verse 1 in this chapter. He says, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish. The Message Bible says five were silly and five were wise. The five who were foolish did not take enough oil for their lamps. But the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. Look at somebody and say extra oil. You would need it. Amen. When the bridegroom was delayed, the bridegroom was delayed. The Message Bible says when he did not come as scheduled, they all became drowsy and they fell asleep. At midnight, they were roused. They were awakened by the shout that says, look, the bridegroom is coming come out to meet him. 
Verse 7 says, all the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. Take note of the exact words. The lamps are going out. But the others replied, we do not have enough for all of us. Why don't you go to shop and buy some for yourselves? Verse 10 says, but while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back and said, believe me, I don't know you. Verse 13 is where the subject for this message is found. Jesus then says, so you too must keep watch. I love the message Bible says, stay alert. You too must stay alert. For you do not know the day or the hour of my return. And the church that loves God's word said amen. Catch the hands of someone that is sitting next to you as we bless the subject for this 11th message in this series into somebody's spirit. Hold those hands. Squeeze those hands. Look at someone and say, ready or not, he's coming back. Amen. Ready or not. Ready or not. He's coming back. Listen, perhaps we all have heard the expression. We all have seen the motto of many that simply say, says that we should live for the moment and not stress out and not worry about what is to come. Live for now. We should enjoy life now. Don't even worry about what is to come. But this, this expression that is so widely used all over the universe and have been for centuries, this expression, live for now, live it up now, live your life now, you do you, I do me. I'm enjoying my life now because I'm not sure if anything else matters. This expression derives from what is known in, in literature scholarship as the Epicurean philosophy. It is a school of thought that was developed in about 307 BC, an ancient Greek belief that life on earth is all about the here and now. Life on earth is all about right now because this is their belief. There is nothing after this. Epicurean philosophy says this is it. 
So enjoy it while you can. In fact, we perhaps all have heard the familiar saying that derives from this philosophy, and I'm sure as I quoted at some point in your life, you have heard this. This is perhaps the most iconic quote that derives from this mindset. And it says, and I quote, eat, drink, and be merry today, for tomorrow you may die. That comes from that 307 BC mindset, that Epicurean philosophy. It, it, it was developed uh, by that philosophical mind of the man named Epicurean who, who, who said he wanted to convince the world that there is no life after life. He wanted to, his words, free the world from the expectations of divine intervention. In other words, although it was during that Greek mythology period, uh, that Greek Renaissance period, this man developed uh, the mindset that we don't have to answer to the gods of his day. No one has to answer to any god. You are your own god. You have but one life, and you ought to enjoy it while you can. Now, some of us frown on that and say, wow, how rude, how, how awful that is. But the truth of the matter is, unfortunately, there are too many of us who subscribe to these words as it relates to our personal life, even those of us who've never heard of Epicureanism before. We, we live our lives as if nothing else matters. I'm going to get as much as I can, as often as I can. I'm going to do all I can because it's all about me. We, we, we live in an age where it's all about people and it's all about getting it right now. Work as many jobs, build your career, network, do everything you can because, baby, nobody can help you but you. We've heard of that. We've heard of the derivatives from this philosophical thought, which goes, you can do bad all by yourself, which, which says, uh, God bless the child that has his own. Says, you better get it, because nobody gonna leave anything for you. You better pull your own self up, do it yourself, and look out for yourself. We have become so focused on the here and now as we reject the fact that there is something after this. Please help me preach this. Tell somebody something after this. Uh, life is so short. And when we look at life in retrospect, it really isn't that long. Some of us who've lived long enough now to be able to put decades behind us, we can think about where we were 10 years ago. It is 2016. I remember in the year 2000 was big celebratory time. Everybody was festive. Everybody wanted to celebrate. That was 16 years ago. I look at some of you and you're still here 16 years later, a little grayer, a little wider. Forget I said that, okay? 
perhaps in your mind a little better, but 16 years have passed. Look at your children, and you remember when they were just young people. You remember when they, uh, uh, Stokes, I remember when KJ and Shannon were babies growing up in this church. I, I remember some of your kids. I remember, and I, I have Christian some. I watch my dad Christian some. I watch them all grow up. What it teaches us is that life is short. Life is but a vapor. We're here today and gone tomorrow. And you may think you've got it going on now. You may think that you're in the prime of your life and nobody as strong as you. You're the hottest thing now. But baby, there will be more flavors of the month. When, when your mojo has disappeared and your charisma is no longer there and when your swag becomes sock, preach pastor, life goes on. Come on. And when the skip becomes a walking cane, and when the cane becomes a chair, and when the chair becomes a bed, you've got to deal with the fact, what did I do with my life? What did I spend my time in life working on? Yes, there is a here and now, but I've got news for you. The devil is a liar. That after this, Tell somebody after this, shake a neighbor's hand and say, Jesus is coming back. The church don't talk about that as often as he used to talk about it. When I was small, Mother Simmons, we used to talk about Jesus is coming back. In fact, kids are not even afraid of the fact that Jesus was coming back. We used to be so afraid every time it thunder or lightning, somebody thought Jesus was coming back. I remember the day, Sister Floretta Sutton, when... When, when, when God bless my brother, brother Michael Winston, uh, called my daddy's house 12 o'clock at night and go, Bishop, has the rapture occurred? Bishop said, no, wow, I can't wake my mama up. She was just sleeping hard. And Bishop said, Michael, hang up the phone. He said, Bishop, are you sure the rapture hadn't occurred? He said, well, I'm still here. That's what Bishop said. I know it hasn't happened. Well, Michael wasn't sure if he'll make the rapture or not, so he wanted to call somebody he knew was ready. But I've got news for you. Just because Bishop was ready don't mean you would be ready. But this, but, but, but this new generation, they don't fear anything. <laughs> they don't even think about the rapture. They can care less about if Jesus is coming back. It's all about getting what you can get now. But I've got news for you. Sooner or later, he's coming back again. And the question is, will you be ready when he comes? Listen, the theology of Jesus' return is just as important as the theology of his birth, as the theology of his death, as the theology of his resurrection. Just like you believe he was born and died and rose again, you've got to believe that one day he's going to crack the sky and Jesus is going to come back. And whether you, rather you are ready or not, he is still coming back. I just need a few folk to raise your hands and say, I want to be ready. He is soon to come. Well, pastor, how do you know that Folk don't fear his return because if they did, they'll worship him. 
like he's coming back. Uh, we've got folk that will show up every other month and, and, and worship God when they can squeeze him in. But when you know that you are accountable to more than just your pleasures and your desire, when you are accountable to a God almighty, Epicureanism fed one's pleasures and fed one's desire. But when you are a child of God, you know that you've got more than just fleshly desires. You know that you answer to something higher than your own cravings. You know although your flesh is a mess, there's a God who sits up high and knows how to give us everything we want. All I need is just a few faithful folk that know Jesus is coming back. Don't fool me now, but just jump to your feet one time and get on the devil's nerve and say, I know he's coming back. Tell somebody he's soon to come. Get your house in order. He's soon to come. Nobody knows when or where, but he's soon. And so the question, my brothers and sisters, is not if Jesus will return, uh, but when he will return. I, I heard uh, my good friend and, and, and brother Antoine C. Wright and I were talking about this the other day. Pastor Sammy Wade from St. John in Mount Nebo preached a wonderful homegoing service for a great friend. And, and he said the countdown is on. And he, he reminded us of that old thing. You remember when you used to play hide and go see and, and you would hide and you would count down 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Ready or not, get ready because somebody's coming. Touch your neighbor, grab your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, the countdown is on. When you see all this evil, the countdown is on. When you see all of this selfishness, the countdown is on. When you see all of this hatred, the countdown is on. When you see the reincarnation of evil and hatred in political walks of life, the countdown is on. Where well, I've got news for you, Jesus is soon to come. And he's coming back, whether you're ready or not. Woo, this, this is like old time church, coming back. And he's not looking for somebody who shows up every now and then. In fact, your church attendance does not uh, determine whether you're ready or not. I get into that as we get into the text. But there are a whole lot of folk who come to the house, but no oil in their lamp. <laughs> May I preach? Can I preach? Should I preach? Look at your neighbor and say, you need some oil in your lamp. Because the object uh, of our existence on earth is not just to have a cute lamp. Object is not just to have a good looking lamp. Uh, but the object is to have some oil in it. Well, let us transition to the text. And in this parable of Jesus that's found in Matthew chapter 25, the chapter of judgment. Jesus tells a parable of a first century Jewish wedding uh, involving 10 bridesmaids. Now help, let me help you put this in some historical context. Uh, first century Jewish weddings were somewhat different from contemporary weddings. 
uh, the wedding date and time was not necessarily set, but, but, but the season or the area, the days were identified. In other words, they would say it would go like this. Uh, within the next three days, the bridegroom is going to come to the bride's house to pick up his bride and be escorted by the wedding party to the groom's house or his place of destination to perform the ceremony. And so you did not quite know the exact date always, but you knew the time frame. In other words, tell somebody you knew the season. You knew that it would happen in a few days. You just didn't know the exact day or the exact hour. So the bride would choose bridesmaids. Ten is a numerical significant number in Hebrew Judaism. Uh, if you study uh, numerotic and numbers, you, you would understand that ten meant something. And so the best weddings uh, would always have ten bridesmaids. And they would all mostly required to have been ten young virgins. In other words, pure and, and not touched and not have been adulterated uh, by the cares of this world. And so Jesus, in his infinite uh, wisdom, says this is like the church. He says the bridesmaids all represent believers because they all ten were pure. I'm going somewhere. But just because they were in the church doesn't mean the church was in them. Uh, and so Jesus says all ten were invited to be a part of the wedding party. And so the bride chooses all ten, and they were to come to the bride's house sometimes days in advance, not knowing if the groom would come in one hour, two hours, or maybe two days. And so they were told to come with your wedding garments on. And when you come, bring a lamp. Because if, in case, the groom comes at night, the role and the job of the bridesmaids were to set the pattern and provide the pathway so that the bride and groom can travel to the groom's house. So just in case he came at night, you need to illuminate the area. So you've got to bring your own lamp. I'm preaching now. And you have to assure that there is all enough in the lamp so that whenever he comes, you will be able to trim your lamp and shine bright. Because he may not come when you want him. But I'm here to tell you, he is coming back. Can I preach? And so the bridesmaids will go over to the bride's house and they will sit there and wait. And if it came one hour and if it was 2 p.m. in the day, that was all right because you did not need as much oil because it was already light. But what if he would come at an unusual time? What if the 2 p.m. 
past for 10 p.m. And what if 10 p.m. becomes 11 p.m.? And what if he decides to come at what was known as the darkest part of the day? Touch somebody and say, stuff happens at midnight. I wish I had time to preach for you. I'll tell you, Paul and Silas realized that things happen at midnight. I heard David said, weeping may endure for night, but joy comes in the morning. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, stuff happens at midnight. Midnight was a transitional period. Midnight was somewhere between yesterday and tomorrow. Midnight was the first minute, first second of a new day. Now, although it was a new day, it was still dark because it was midnight. I dare you to grab somebody by the hand and say, neighbor, what if he comes at an unusual time? What if he comes and you're not in church and you're not at the altar and you're not singing on the choir? What if he comes and you're not sitting on the front row with a gold-plated badge? What if he comes and you're not praying or reading a scripture? Somebody ought to say midnight when nobody is watching, when nobody is there to hold you accountable. May I preach? I dare you to shout midnight, but lean on your neighbor, say neighbor, whenever he comes, I want my house to be in order. I want to be ready. I want to be ready when he comes, when the roll is called and the Lord cracks the sky. If he comes at 2440 Atlas Road on a Sunday morning at 1235, I want to be ready when he comes. If he comes on Gervais Street at the state capitol, between Tuesday and Thursday, seven months out of the year. I want to be ready when Jesus comes. If he comes 608 Motley Road, two o'clock in the morning, why I'm sleeping and tumbling all night long. I want to be ready when Jesus comes because when he comes back, you don't have time to get ready. Woo! Gloria, I feel like Bishop A.C. Jackson, and I want to tell somebody, you better be ready. Tell your neighbor, you better be ready. Midnight. Let the church say midnight. At midnight, there was a cry that went out that says the groom the bridegroom is on his way. They all were asleep. 
they jumped up the parable says and cut on the light and trimmed the light five foolish bridesmaids did not bring enough oil to last all night long they said to the five wise give us some of your oil look at what they said because our lamps are burning out it burned for a while but it's going out let me stay right there for a moment it burned for a while but it's going out you showed up every now and then but it's going out you were right every now and then but it's going out but here's what the wise said listen we love you we're in the same wedding party we know each other but i only have enough for myself i need you to do me a favor look at somebody and say neighbor i only have enough for myself your grandmama may love you but she doesn't have enough salvation to save you and her your mama may love you but mama can't save you daddy may love you but daddy can't save you tell somebody you need oil in your own lap can i preach should i preach i feel you need oil in your own lap and it doesn't matter if you sit by somebody who's holy that's not enough to make you holy it does not matter if you're raised by somebody who's holy that is not enough to make you holy you've got to know the Lord for yourself you have to get your own oil in your own lap because when God comes back he's not coming back for big mama's grandchildren he's coming back for those who know the Lord for themselves so listen the call went out here he is he's coming back Ooh, you can't share this oil Look at somebody say, you can't share this oil. You can share your testimony, but you need your own salvation. Whew. So the call went out. Five silly, foolish, unwise bridesmaids weren't ready. They were not counting on the delay. <laughs> they only had enough for a short time. And so as they were going to get oil in their lamp, the groom showed up. Look at verses 10, 11, and 12. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Tell somebody he is going to show up, ready or not. Then those who were ready <laughs> went in with him to the marriage feast. This is the part that moved me, and the door was locked. <laughs> Once he comes back, that door is locked. 
The door of the church is open every Sunday. But once the Lord cracked the sky, tell somebody the door is locked. It's locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside, not inside. Why were they outside? Because the door was locked. They called and cried, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. Please let us in. But the Lord called back and says, believe me, I don't even know you. I don't know you. I don't know you. Jesus concludes this parable with these profound words in verse 13. So you too must be prepared. You too must keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour of my return. Listen to these three things that we will elaborate on Tuesday night. Tell somebody you don't want to miss Tuesday night. If you know anybody needs to be saved, please bring them to church Tuesday night. Amen. One hour, we'll be out by eight. But we're going to offer salvation to some folk that need it. Number one is the Lord is coming back. I need you to look at somebody and say, the Lord is coming back. Number one. Number two, no one knows the day or the hour of his return. If anybody tells you they know when he's coming back, they are a liar. If any preacher tells you, it has been proven over and over again that no one can predict the hour of the day which the Lord will return. And here's the third and the last one. We must be ready. Uh, we must be ready when he comes. Make sure. Look at somebody and say, make sure that there's oil in your lamp. As you stand to your feet, powerful song written years ago by the group called Commissioned. Our good friend Marvin Sapp sang with that group. This song said, will you be ready? And listen, before you come to the altar, this is a special altar call. I, and the ushers, if someone has to leave, we understand, but this is important right now. As you come, or the Tommy and the choir come, I need you to hear the words. Can't you see the signs of the time? Don't you know that the time is short? And soon the Lord, he will return. Will you be punished? Or will you get your reward? There'll be no more time to get it right. The time to get it right is right now. When the Lord comes, when he cracks the sky. So keep your hand in his hand. Ooh. Will you be ready when he comes? Or will you be ready when Jesus comes? Get your house in order. Keep your lamps Tell somebody burning bright, make a stand, stand up for what is right. Make Jesus first in your life and be ready when Jesus comes. Now listen, come on Tommy, come on quiet. This first altar.
for those who say, Pastor Jackson, I come to church, but I want to be ready when he comes. And listen, we all have been there. If you're here this morning and you want to do everything you can to make sure you're ready when he comes, I need you to leave your seat. And preachers, I need you to stand in the our ways and others. And we're going to escort them. Now, wherever you are, leave your seat. If he's, if he's challenging you right now, come on. Thank you. Thank you, young lady. Amen. Somebody else. Come on. Thank you, young man. Thank you. Come on. Clap those hands. To get it right. Thank you. Others are coming right when now. Wait, wherever you are right now, come walk, stand at this when altar. He cracks the sky. When he cracks it. Thank you, brother. That's coming down the middle so aisle. Just keep Look, this is no time to be cute. This is. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, others are coming. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus comes. Will you? Yeah, yeah. Somebody else is coming. Jesus comes. You gotta be ready when my Savior comes. Get your Look at God. Get it in order. Look at the Lord right now. And Others. That's right. That's right. All the pastors and the elders. Come on. That's right, Pastor Lawson, Pastor Jackson, Keep hug him. That's right. Put your arms around him. Welcome them to the kingdom. Somebody else is walking down the aisle. This is between you and God. That's right. Thank you, young men. Thank you, young brothers. Look at these brothers, sisters coming down the aisle. Thank you, guys. You're right. Stand up for what is right. Keep the love of Jesus always on your mind. And be ready. Come on, somebody else. Be ready. You gotta be ready. Yeah, yeah. It's time out for playing church. No matter what the world is doing. It's time out for playing church right now. Just be ready. That's right. Somebody else, meet me at this altar right now. Jesus this may be it. What if he comes tonight? You don't have to be perfect, but you have to be ready. You have to say, here I am, Lord. I, I commit myself to you. All of my faults, all of my shortcomings. Come on, walk down the aisle. You've got to be saved. You've got to be saved. Come on. Will you be, will you be ready? Others when are coming. The sky, Will you be ready? be ready? Will you be ready? You don't want to yeah, be yeah. left down here. No, no, no. Somebody else come out. Will you be ready? That's right. The Lord is coming right now. That's right. Yes. Lift those hands. I'm going to be ready. Lift those hands, somebody walk down the aisle. God told me there's somebody. Thank you, young lady. Come on, clap your hands and celebrate. Let's all be ready. 
someone when else. Jesus someone else. When Thank Jesus you, brother. Comes, we gotta be ready. Will you be ready? No matter what the world That's right. Someone is doing. else. When Jesus comes, we yeah. gotta be we ready. ready. Somebody else. You want to be saved. Come on. You you want to be ready. You want to be saved. And it really doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. This is between just you and God. Come on. Wave those hands in the air. When Jesus comes. Come on. All of you that are at this altar right now, this is the most important step of your life. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't care what anybody else says. After this day, when you get surrender your life to the Lord, if the Lord comes back tonight, you will be ready. God's getting, you're getting ready to put some oil in your lamp. You're getting ready to put oil in your lamp. Amen. Uh, listen, this is what we're going to do. I think we're taking them to the Memorial Chapel so they help me out. It's a walk and it's hot outside. But we're taking you somewhere that we can minister to you, okay? If you be patient, God says this will be the time of your life right now. We've got church next door. We will take you there. But we're taking you to the Memorial Chapel. But you know what? There's something special about that place anywhere. That's the place where the first anointing on Atlas Road fell down. So God is about to do something. That's right. Come on. That's right. And anybody that wants to be saved and want to give your life to the Lord, you can follow us there. To all of you that have belongings at your seat, your neighbors, somebody sitting next to you will help you out. Get it. Take it with them because this is important. Amen, somebody. Now I want you to clap your hands as we turn around and follow them. Everybody here, I need you to celebrate. Like, come on, give God a hand. Come on. Come on. Go with him. Will you be ready? Come on. Come on, everybody celebrate. Celebrate with them. That's right. I need some young people over there ministers over there look at God will you will you look at God oh heaven is smiling right now come on will you be ready will you be ready come on anybody else that want to go come on follow them follow them we're gonna fill that place up yeah will you to all of those that want prayer. Somebody said, I'm already saved, Pastor. I just need prayer. Come on. Come on, let us pray for you right now. Will you? Yeah. Somebody else is going. Yeah. Will you? Come on, let us pray for you. Will you be ready? When Jesus comes, when Jesus comes, will you, oh, will you be ready? When Jesus, hey, will you be ready? Will you be ready? 
between you and God. This is between you and the Lord. Lord, Lord, I, I want to put some more oil in my lamp. You need some more oil in your lamp here. Come on. You need more oil in your lamp, right? You need more oil in your lamp. Will you be ready? Let's all be ready. Let's all be ready. When Jesus comes, oh, I'm gonna be ready. Gotta be ready. When Jesus listen, this has been a very unusual year. I, I've presided over some homegoing services of some elderly, faithful servants of God who were up there in age and they were ready to transition. And then unfortunately, I've stood over some young people who I thought they had many, many years left. Powerful young man who lost his life in a swimming accident at camp. College student. Ooh stood over young adults that I've known all my life and just just thought that they would be here 20, 30 more years. Purpose of this word is no one knows. And you don't know when it's your last day. Young man at the high school that was practicing football just last week, 15, 14 years old. His homegoing service is tomorrow. <laughs> Amen. No one knows. The question is, if God was to knock on your door tonight, if, if either the rapture or the death angel were to come tonight, will you be ready? The fact is, you can use some oil in your lamp to say, Lord, keep me ready. It's been so rough at times I felt like going astray. Felt like all of my oil was used up. Whew. This is a time that we're going to fill up our lamps with oil. We all are going to cry out to the Lord, help me be ready when you come. Take those arms and place it around somebody else's shoulders right now. So encouraging to see all of those that went next door for salvation. It looks to be a hundred or more people gave their life to the Lord or giving their life to the Lord. That's wonderful. But here's the second part of the message. Those of us with oil, we need to keep oil. Look at somebody and say, keep the oil in your lamp. Because it gets hard. Sometimes it, it, it seems like you've been drained. You work around demons. You have to experience all kind of hardship and heartache. And times you feel like giving up. We declare and decree it will not happen. Close those eyes. Lord, we thank you for this prayer. Thank you for this altar. We thank you for those who have gone next door. And we thank you for those who are at this altar now. Lord, we have oil, but we need more. And I must confess, Lord, I stand in that line. There's never enough. We can always have more. And so fill my lamp. Fill us up, Lord, with grace and mercy. Fill us up with your salvation. Uh, keep renewing us day by day. 
so that whenever you come at any given hour, any given day, we will be ready when you come. This is our prayer. In the name of Jesus, we pray and give thanks. And those that know it is so, said amen. Amen. Come on, give somebody a hug and say, I want to be ready. If you're here and you want to join the church, it's not too late. You can still, if you're here and God just spoke to you and you want to join the church and give your life to the Lord, will you be ready? Will you be ready? Will you be ready? When Jesus comes, will you? Anybody hear that? Maybe you missed that first altar call and God has spoken to you since then. And you say, Pastor, I don't want the benediction to happen before I give my life to the Lord. If you're here right now, amen. We'll pause for a moment, amen. If not, give God a hand of praise for those who have made that commitment as you stand to your feet for the benediction, amen. Amen. We invite you to come back on Tuesday night and I want you to read the 24th chapter of Matthew and read the signs of the time. And we're going to tell you on Tuesday night, although we don't know the day or the hour, we know that this is the season. Because Jesus says, when these things happen, beware, the end is near. Amen. And we will go over that with you on Tuesday night. Lift those hands. In fact, do me a favor. Cross the aisles. Join hands with somebody right now. Come on. Quiet. Everybody connect. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Twenty-five, thirty. Thirty-five, forty. Forty-five, fifty. 55, 60. You remember that? Thank you, Reverend Wade. 65, 70. 75, 80. 85, 90. 95, ready or not. The Lord say, here I come. Tell somebody he's coming. Ready or not. Lord, we thank you for this service. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for yet another parable. Thank you for challenging us to do more than just come to church, but to keep oil in our vessels. Help us to be ready when you come. Now as we prepare to leave this place, keep us always in your presence. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that loves the Lord said amen. Amen. Tell somebody, I need to be ready. I want to be ready. I just want to be ready. God bless you. We will see you on Tuesday night. Will you be ready? Will you be 